I want to read from Luke chapter 22 and verse 14 to 20. When the hour came, Jesus reclined at table and the apostles with him. And Jesus said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. So there Jesus is. He wants to partake of the last Passover with his disciples. And in the middle of that Passover, he changes it. And he brings, he institutes what we now call the Lord's Supper for believers. It's interesting, verse 14, it says, when the hour came. It wasn't just by fluke that the Lord drew his disciples together. God is omniscient. That means he knows everything. And Jesus is God. And Jesus knew that the appointed hour had come for him to participate in this Passover feast with his disciples. And he says, I earnestly desire to do this with you. He knew the significance of this last meal with his disciples. Because the next meal he would have with them was going to be in heaven. Think of that. And I'll expand a bit on that shortly. But what Jesus does is he takes elements of the Passover and he institutes something new, the Lord's Supper. But what's important for us is to note the difference between the Passover and the Lord's Supper. See, the Passover pointed to his sacrifice which was to come. God had delivered his people. And through that deliverance and all the symbols that went with it, the blood that was painted on the posts of the doors, it all pointed to a sacrifice which would come. The deliverance came for the people physically, yes, that God was always also pointing to a deliverance that would come in future when God took away the sins of those who would come to him and ask for repentance. So, the Passover pointed to his future in sacrifice. His, sorry, his future sacrifice for them. And the Lord's Supper that he now institutes is a pointing back to this point of sacrifice. As we gather around here, we are forward in time now in history 
And God has instituted the Lord's Supper from that moment onwards so that we would look back and remember. Do this in remembrance of me, he said. And so we see in verse 17 that he took a cup and gave thanks. Now, in the Passover, and I'm not going to expand on all of it here because of time, but there were four cups. The first cup was the bring out cup, which described sanctification, purification. There's much more to that. But Jesus drank that first cup and then gave thanks. And then he broke bread and said, This is my body which is given for you. So what was that all about? When he took the bread and it was unleavened bread because it was to represent sin that had been cleared out, purity, sanctification that had happened. When he took the bread before them, he said, This is my body which is given for you. I am the sinless sacrifice on your behalf. As the great old hymn said, In my place condemned he stood. If Jesus hadn't offered his body on the cross, then we would have to die for our own sin. And that's impossible anyway. So we would be lost forever. But Jesus said, This is my body which is given for you. So when you get the bread coming around to you, remember that. Do this in remembrance of Him. He died on your behalf and mine. Otherwise we would have to continually die for our sin. And then He took the third cup. This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. There's all kinds of richness there. Just the the phrase, this cup that is poured out for you. Just think a little later in Gethsemane, how Jesus would be poured out for us as he thought of what lay ahead. As he thought not of what lay ahead, in contrast to the sin of mankind that he would shortly have to bear on his shoulders. This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. No longer would we have to sacrifice animals, but the blood of Jesus Christ, which would shortly be sacrificed as he was saying these words, would be the new covenant, the new agreement between God and mankind. And what was that agreement? You can come to me and have your sins forgiven and I will forgive you through my grace. And so when we take this cup, we remember Christ. We remember that His blood covers our sins. And the moment our sins are covered is the moment we give our lives to Jesus Christ. Isn't that the amazing thing? But does that mean we can just sin again? While we do, it does mean that we come to him over and over and ask him, Lord, we know our sin is paid for, but forgive us for once again sinning before you. And we do that on a daily basis. And so as you take this cup this morning, I would ask you, 
Do this in remembrance of Him. You see, we forget so easily. And so every time we do this, it's to jog our memories to remind us, Jesus Christ died for you. His body was broken. His blood was shed on your behalf. But that's not all. You see, the Apostle Paul says to us in 1 Corinthians, he says, it also proclaims his death until he returns. So what's that? This speaks about his death until he returns. There's a message there, you see. Every time we participate in this feast, it speaks of his death. But there's a finite point. It's until he returns. One day in heaven, we will no longer have to do this. Why? Because we'll be in the presence of Jesus Christ. Why would we? That's the amazing thing. And the most exciting thing is that when we are at that great feast with Jesus Christ in heaven, all believers gathered round, we are going to participate in the fourth cup of the Passover. And that's going to be an amazing participation. The taking out cup. It's going to be that final cup of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where we celebrate being with Him forever. And that's not all. Every time we participate in the communion service, there's another thing, says the Apostle Paul. It's a reminder of the unity of the church. In other words, we are all partakers of Christ. When you look around at your brothers and sisters in Christ, when you see them participating of the bread and participating of the wine, it speaks of the one body of Christ at work. Why is that important? Because so quickly we all get caught up in our own little individual worlds and it's all about me. And so this is a reminder, there's more than that. We are one in Jesus Christ. Isn't that an amazing thing? Look around at them. We are one in Jesus Christ. And so as you participate this morning, I pray, be reminded of Christ. Do this in remembrance of Him. And then we will participate to the glory of God. He said that we are to do this until He comes again. And so here we are. In obedience to Christ, we participate this morning. I'd ask those who are serving, if you could come please, and then I will pray and then we will partake. And someone else? Alice, please. Right, let's just pray. Lord, our Heavenly Father, we gathered here this morning in humility because we are remembering what you did on our behalf. Was it not for you, Lord? Then where would I be? And so, Lord, in gratefulness today, we we take this bread. We remember that men nailed you to a cross. Your own creations nailed you to that cross and killed you. But you willingly gave up your soul. You said, it is finished. And you gave your soul to your Father. Lord, thank you for your great sacrifice on our behalf. May we eat and remember Jesus Christ. Amen.
I'd ask you to take this bread and eat it in your own time. And then when we bring the cup around, I'd ask you to just hold on to that and we will drink the cup together to show our unity in Jesus Christ.